Hey, I'm Michael, online pastor at Silverdale Baptist Church, and I'm excited to welcome you to our podcast. Now, after you listen to this episode, I hope you'll stick around for just a moment. I'll be sharing about some resources we have for you, as well as a few things going on at Silverdale right now that we would love for you to be a part of. Now, I really hope this podcast is just what you need today to help you in your relationship with Jesus. Well, hello and welcome to Pre-Service, a podcast preparing you for worship at Silverdale Baptist Church. My name is Michael and I'm with my good friend, Kevin. Kevin, how you doing, man? I'm fantastic. How are you doing? Good. And I'm excited to be back for another episode. Me too. And this is, for us, this is actually our final uh, chapter that we're going to be doing in the mixtape series. That's Wow. You know, it's, I really hadn't thought about that. Yeah, it's been a while. We've been working on this and, uh, and yeah. having a lot of oh fun. Oh, my goodness. It has been a lot of fun. For those of you that are new, this is the end of an eight-week series through the Psalms that goes along with our pastor's sermons, his sermon series called Mixtape. And Kevin, tell a little bit about why we've been doing this. So we've been doing this part as part of our preparation for the services on Sunday, uh, going over the scripture and then sharing among ourselves some of the observations, things that we see in the text, things that we, we ask questions about and we ask each other questions. And it allows us to not only read the scripture, but have a little more interaction and sharing and challenging ideas, really considering some of the stuff. Michael thought, hey, this is a thing that we should share with other people and bring you all in. So hopefully it's been beneficial. We hope it's been fun for you. It's fun for us. And we hope it encourages you to spend some time in God's word and really uh, pay attention to what you see here. Kind of kind of pull it out and consider what's the Lord saying in here. So tonight we're going to be talking about Psalm 121, which is what our pastors will be preaching on this weekend. But before we do, and as we have every week, we're going to take a few minutes to talk about just some introductory material to the Psalms. Now, a few weeks back, we talked about Hebrew poetry uh, Mm -hmm. and how it differs from our Western poetry. And one of those, um, one of those differences is how, you know, in, in our Western poetry, you might find words that rhyme. In Hebrew poetry, it's more of a rhyming of ideas. And so you get two or more lines that are put together in the poetry and somehow they match up with each other. Yeah, they may they may contrast each other. They may expand on each other. It, it may uh, drive an idea home or give you examples. But. Yeah, yeah. And so so as you're reading through, you might find, uh, you know, maybe um, a, a, a thought and then a thought right after that that just expands or enhances it, to use the word yeah, you use, Kevin. Yeah. On that thought. So if you were to take a look, for example, at Psalm 1, verse 1, it says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. So here you have this this uh, this word walk, followed by a word stand, followed by a word sits. And it seems that as you're considering the difference between a righteous man and a wicked man, you'll see that the wicked man, he maybe begins walking and in then sin. he stops in sin, and then he just completely sits down in yeah. it. So it's just this enhancing of this more, idea. He's getting more, gaining more comfort in, in a place where you would That's think. That's a good way would, of saying it. It's yeah. better than what I yeah. said. Thanks, man. Well, no, the Lord I said like that. it. The Lord said it. We're just, we're <laughs> just trying our best more to clearer. get through it. <laughs> and other times you might see uh, a parallelism that where one statement contrasts the other. Uh, so also in Psalm 1, if you go to verse 6, it says, For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked or the ungodly shall perish. And so you have this contrast between the Lord 
knowing the way of the righteous and really loving yeah. and, 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 and establishing, establishing yes. maintaining. Yeah. But and, but the way of the, the wicked, wicked, not so much. Yeah. And then there are other forms. There's so many different forms. So another form that uh, going back to Psalm 42, we read and studied Psalm 42 oh, a few yeah. weeks back. Uh, there's a, you know, sometimes you'll find this, this line that is illustrated by another line. So in 42, one, uh, the parallelism here is as the deer pants for water brooks or flowing water, so my soul pants for you, O God. And so the idea of my soul panting for God is illustrated by the deer panting yeah. for water. So that's the parallelism. So you've got this rhyming of ideas. And in the psalm we're going to study tonight, Psalm 121, you'll notice a lot of parallelism. In fact, in almost mm-hmm. every single verse, you see one form of parallelism, parallelism or another. And so I want to take a moment and read through Psalm 121, and then we're going to share some of our observations about yeah, that. absolutely. I lift my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. Amen. Now, Kevin, we know that this psalm is, is part of a group of psalms called the Psalms of Ascent. Yes, and that was something that the Israelites, when they went up to Jerusalem, so wherever you were in the nation of Israel, you would always go up to Jerusalem. So not only was it uh, theologically, psychologically, the, the capital, the main place, it's, it's the place you're supposed to go to. It happened to be on a mountain. So <laughs> you were going up to Jerusalem, whether you're going north or south. I know around here we talk about going down south or going up north. But in Israel, Jerusalem, you would always go up. And as part of that, that going up leads to us calling these the Psalms of Ascent. And as they were ascending towards Jerusalem, the Israelites would sing these songs. This would be something that they would be preparing their hearts with. And they would make affirmations about God, about His nature, about what He does, His promises. They would sing these to themselves and and to each other and in unison with each other um, as they were making that journey. Yeah, Deuteronomy 16, 16 says, Three times a year all your males shall appear before the Lord your God at the place that he will choose, at the Feast of Unleavened Bread, at the Feast of Weeks, and at the Feast of Booths. They shall not appear before the Lord empty-handed. And so as they would go to appear before the Lord, they would go up, they would sing these psalms. Yep. And as you, as you either if you're, if you're watching and have the opportunity to maybe pull out a a, a phone or a, or a Bible and read through with us, or if you're driving and you're listening to this on podcast, don't do don't that. read. Yeah, don't read in, <laughs> in that case. To a through it. Uh, the psalm begins with "I lift up my eyes to the hills." From where does my help come from, Kevin? A number of years ago, my wife and I read this great book by the author Eugene Peterson called "A Long Obedience in the Same Direction." What a great title! Yeah, right? that is great. Yeah, and it was all about the Psalms of Ascent. If you've never read that book, if you're not familiar with that, we encourage you to check that out. And one thing that he points out to this is 
uh, that during Old Testament times, there were these places known as high places yes. that became uh, a bit of an entrapment to the Jewish people because they would, instead of going up to Jerusalem, they would may find themselves being distracted over to these high places or false places of worship. They were closer, more convenient, and they, they afforded things that seemed spiritual, but distracted from God. They didn't actually contribute to someone being faithful to the Lord. They led people into sin. That's right. And, and so throughout- the kings were even told yes. they were to eradicate the high places. There are, there are times in the Old Testament we, where we see kings determined or, or decided or declared to be good or bad. And some of the justification for that was this king did not eradicate the high places. He did good things, but he didn't actually clean out those high places. So, so it's possible that as, as the, the Jewish people, the Israelites, were ascending, they might have this in mind. This is something that, that Peterson brings yeah. out in his book, that they might have this in mind, that I lift my eyes to the hills where these high places are or were. Where does my help come from? But it's also that this could be taken uh, figuratively. So yeah. I think about, I lift my eyes to the hills. I mean, I just, I look around me and I think, oh my gosh, where am I going to look? I just, I'm looking up trying to find help from somewhere. Where yeah. am I going to find help? Well, as they're ascending to the temple, they're reminded that they find help from the Lord. The Lord, yeah. Because they, they didn't, the Israelites did not have a national police force, right? There, you couldn't just call somebody if you got hit by bandits anywhere they're reminding themselves that their help comes from the Lord. And I love that right after that, their affirmation of who Yahweh is, He is the one who made heaven and earth. He has all power, all authority. Nothing stands against Him. Yes, and so right here in this first part, we have this affirmation of God as the covenant-keeping Yahweh, the promise-keeping God, but He's also the creator God, the maker of heaven and earth. So he's, he's not only a promise-keeping God, he's also this all-powerful creating yes. God. Yeah. And so in verses 1 and 2, one of the interesting things that, that, that I noticed as I was studying this, Kevin, and I think you did as well as we talked about it, is that uh, the, the psalm begins in the first person. It says, yeah. I lift my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. But then there's this shift, this shift from first person to second person in verse three and, and following, it says, he will not let your foot be moved. Yeah. And Kevin, I think you made a great observation about this in, when we were talking earlier. Share, share some of that. So, yeah. So here we see that it goes from someone maybe rehearsing to themselves and reciting before the Lord into their own heart. These are the things that I'm doing. I am, I am wondering as I walk, I look up and I see the hills. But, but then we get down to the person reciting things to themselves, almost like they're telling themselves some of the truths. And as we look through here, we find many promises. And you talked about parallelism before. We see a lot of the promises that this pilgrim who's headed to Jerusalem is reciting to himself. He's, he's saying these are some of the things that happen to be true. Yeah, and so in verse three, you see that the uh, the psalmist refers to uh, the Lord as someone who keeps them or who guards them, who protects them. It says, "He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber." And the reason I I bring that verse out or that word rather keep out so strongly and over and over again is you find this word 
repeated over six and over, times. over yeah. again, six times. So six verses, six times he repeats it, right? And, it, and that word is a guardianship. It's the Lord is your guardian. He's your protector. He's your keeper. Um, it, it's just repeated over and over. You yeah. talked about parallelism. That word is. is just hammered is. home. <laughs> so the guy's walking and he's like, yeah, I don't have anybody else I can depend on. If I can't defend myself and the people who are with me, man, it's, it's going to go badly, right? Yeah, it's, and you see that, he, that God keeps us in a variety of circumstances or situations. Yes, he, he covers and a lot. He doesn't necessarily deny us pain, right? No, that sometimes but he's still we our go through our these moments where we experience deep pain, but he promises to be our guardian through the pain. And so uh, it talks about how God is uh, one as our keeper. Um, he will, it says in verse five, the Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. So you have this, this parallelism really of two different verses. And, and we see the universality of verse two, what we saw about the maker of heaven and earth. We see it restated here. So day or night, he's there. He's and, and I do like, if I can jump back to, to three here and four, we notice that the psalmist talks about he's going to keep you and he doesn't sleep. He's going to keep the nation of Israel and he doesn't sleep. Yes. And so there's, there's this statement. Again, we see that parallel. We see that repetition. He says, hey, so he's a protector for the individual. He's a protector for his people in, in general, in a broad sense. And yeah, he, isn't like, yeah, he isn't like other gods or what other people turn to as their idols. He doesn't slumber. There, there isn't anything lacking in him. He's always awake, alert, in control. Nothing escapes his gaze, his notice, yeah. or his will. And you see that, that God will protect us from those things that are external, the sun, the moon. The, the sun was very, it could be very detrimental to an Israelite. Yeah. You know, they just didn't have the, the protection that we have today. Uh, but also that God protects us from internal things, mm. uh, whether it's emotional or spiritual battles that we may find. So as you, as you read on, it says, the Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. So you see that again, that, that external promise to keep you and that internal promise to keep yes. you. And then you also see in verse eight, that it's an ongoing experience. It's continuous care that God is providing us. He's going to keep our, our coming and our going from this time forth and Forever. Forever. And and I think also in that forevermore, in that continual sense, it's not just, I think in verse 8, it's not just in the ascent to Jerusalem. That's when they sang the psalm. That was the intent of this. But I think that you're going out and you're coming in, it, it brings in that idea of even once you've gone to Jerusalem, even once you've gone and and done that that activity of coming before the Lord, there's still the, hey, in the days, day in and day out, the Lord's going to be there for you. It's not just a promise that's effective while you're going to worship him. It's a promise that he's always your keeper. He's always your guardian and protector. And I think then that that's followed with the time forth and forevermore. We hope that this talk through Psalm 121 has been a help to you. We hope it's been an encouragement to you. You know, Kevin, as I, uh, is, is I, I mean, I, I memorized this Psalm a number of years ago with my kids. And so this is another one of those Psalms that has a special place in my heart. And, yeah. and I go back to when my kids were little in my mind, at least I go back to when they were little and there are songs attached to it and there are hand motions attached to it because when their kids are little, we do all these different things to help. You all shared that early. It. I like that. Yeah. It was, it was just a, a precious time. And so as I read through this again and study through it again, it just brings me back to those memories, which are very comforting 
It also yes. brings me to a place of just peace before the Lord, knowing that he's going to help me, as it says in verses 1 and 2, and he's going to keep me, as it says in 3 through 8. And so, yeah. again, we hope that this study through this psalm has been a help to you as you're preparing your heart and your mind for worship this coming Sunday. We do hope that you'll be a part of one of our services this weekend. We have, if you're new to Silverdale, a variety of service opportunities, several locations throughout the greater Chattanooga area, as well as a number of times. Saturday night, we have a service, a number on Sunday morning. We even have a couple of online services if you're new to the Silverdale uh, community. And you're, or, you know, if you're not in this area or if you're just not able to come, check out the online services. And as we say each week, we, uh, we want to point out this book. If you're considering a resource to help you in your studies of the psalm, Psalm uh, the 40 Days in the Psalms by T.J. Betts, a great resource. Check that out. If you are unable to purchase one but would like one, I'll even give you this copy. Just let me know. Send me an email at msteffy at silverdalebc.com. Nice. Want to encourage you to like and share this, man. We're trying to get the word out and the word seems to be spreading. Kevin's kind of exciting. I know we're hearing feedback from you all. Thank you so much for doing that. Thanks for reaching out to us and letting us know. Uh, share with your friends. Make sure you take time to spend time with the Lord, the Lord in the word this week and enjoy him. this was helpful to you. If while listening, you realized you need to take the next step in your relationship with Jesus, we would love to help you with that. You can connect with us by clicking the link in the show notes to our website and then clicking the connect card button. In our weekend worship services, we are in a six-week sermon series called Jesus in the Midst. John chapter 13 and 14 record Jesus's final words to his disciples in the upper room. They are about to enter the darkest moment in history and Jesus shares with them the essentials of what they need to walk through them. You know, the things they needed in the midst of their darkest hour are the same things we need in ours. We would love for you to join each week at one of our campuses or online. You will find service times by clicking the link in the show notes to our website. Lastly, there are so many ways for you to get involved and be a part of what God is doing at Silverdale. We really want you to feel welcome and a part. So please stay connected. Be sure to like and follow us on all our different social media accounts. You'll find all the links in the show notes of this episode. And lastly, help us spread the word about this podcast. Take a moment to share this episode with your family and friends. Again, we appreciate you listening and hope you will join us again next time.